Welcome. This is New Taku, where we talk things anime and manga. We are not experts or gatekeepers. We are just fans trying to share our love with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast. Or emails, questions, and requests at NewTaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And please subscribe and share. My name is Jim. My name is Frank. Frank, how was your week? It was pretty good. Um, I didn't do a whole lot of crazy stuff. I watched The Crown. Have you ever watched that show on yeah, Netflix? Yeah, I'm... I'm I just start, I watched the first episode uh, the other night of season three or just the first episode. No, no, of season period. three. Oh no, oh, I'm okay. A, I'm a I'm a buff, bro. You're a buff, bro. As soon as I found out there was a 20th century documentary on Queen Elizabeth, I you're like, like uh, yeah, oh, I'm on board. Sign me up. She would fall asleep, and I would just leave her behind and just keep watching. And be like, oh, you got like three episodes to catch up on. <laughs> well, I'm here to report that I finished it, and it is very good. I you you it. finished season three? Oh yeah, that was the thing. I didn't think that I was going to uh, binge it as hard right. as I did because it's not really a show that's like, oh man, I gotta gotta see what happens next. Oh, I like not, it. Yeah, but it uh it it surprised me in that aspect. So we binged season one, but season three, I mean, she fell asleep. I finished the first episode. Plus, I'm all caught up on Watchmen. I finished. I'm caught up on that. I think it was episode oh, how five. How is that? I'm it's hearing been, it's like amazing. That's yeah, what it's really good. Are, like the yeah. last episode Sunday, I guess yesterday. <clears throat> well, I didn't watch it like no, yesterday. Okay. So I'm. Yarmy <laughs> <laughs> matey, I did not watch it. Yesterday. Ah, okay. I say no more. I have to wait till it streams sure, before I yeah. can watch it. I understand. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been good so far. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy it. Check it out if you have any interest in uh, the monarchy, British monarchy, or history in general. Or, you know what? Just well-constructed television shows. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I, I found the first episode a little... I don't know. It was kind of dumb. But I, I will say it's definitely not the type of show that you should be watching like right before bed. Because there's oh, yeah. there's definitely periods where it's a little it's a little dry. It's definitely not like going to keep you up and be like, oh, man, I got to watch the next episode. You might fall asleep. But also yeah. the historical accuracy is a little loose. Yeah. You I mean, gotta, these things did happen, but I don't think they happened in the You got to take some yeah. liberties just to make them a little bit make it more entertaining. entertaining. Yeah. Yes. But it is cool, though, because they do do things where you're just like, um, you know, I don't know a whole lot about it on the offset. So I will go and I will look at YouTube videos and stuff and, you know research a little bit so it's cool what are you up to i use the most reliable research tool wikipedia yeah 100 yeah. yes. i do uh youtube with people with much people like ourselves yelling about it <laughs> yelling. this is what's wrong with the queen this Ten is what's reasons wrong with why. the monarchy and i'm like oh this guy gets it yeah <laughs> I'm like he knows what he's talking about and he's, the earth is flat yeah, these are facts yeah <laughs> uh yeah i'm caught up in a watchman um i'm going to see the lighthouse tonight. I got tickets. Ah, no, we're pretty you, stoked on that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a good, good one to see. Cause I feel like it's probably on its way out. Like, yeah. I was looking for, for a place to see it. And I was like, Oh, it's out of the theaters. But then my wife being better at the internet than I am found it. It's at the Ritz yeah. in center city in Philadelphia. Great theater. Shout yeah. out Ritz. Also, uh, a show I picked up on Netflix, uh, called midnight diner, Tokyo stories. Yes. You watched it? Dude, I told you about this, I feel like, a year ago. I was like, you got to watch it, and it's so good. Oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> I feel like, actually, fans of this podcast and anime in general would probably love it. I, it's definitely was, we put it on, and the intro is so good. Yeah. And we almost cried just watching the intro, because it reminded me of being in Shinjuku, because that's where it takes place. Oh, okay. So, like, the bridge and that whole... 
you know, Shinjuku Station area, man, I walked past that a million times. It's like, that's just like, oh my God, I want to go back. Dude, that intro is one of the few intros. That and actually The Crown on Netflix, like I will watch every single time. It's like a comfort thing almost. It's very well done. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It slides you into kind of, and it's a, it's just a very like warm show. I feel like. about uh, Midnight Diner. Midnight, yeah, Midnight yeah. Diner. It's just very comforting. And it's 23 minutes a piece. Yeah. And at the end, it's like everybody... Yeah, every episode is named after a food dish, mm-hmm. which features prominently in every episode. And at the end, the people involved in whatever conflict it might have been, uh, they say goodbye and they say, yeah, oh, they, eat this food. It's delicious. Right. That's great. It's such a good show. It feels so good to watch it. You're right. Yeah, it's, it is. I, I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, that that it's just... I don't know. It's based off something, though, I think, right? Cause it might be off of, off of short stories or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. And that's the great thing about it, too. You don't need to know. There's not really... It's a rare time when I'm just like, there's no real over... No, it's arc. slice of yeah, life, it's man. slice of life. It's, it's great. You just tune in, tune out, yep. and you go. It's Monster of the Week. We're going to have a question about Monster of the Week at the end. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Yeah, it, it is, is Monster, Monster of the Week. week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, it's on Netflix too. Easy, yeah, it's on Netflix. And it's, yeah, at 23 minutes, we blew through season one. I think it's like six episodes. We were like, boom. Yeah, it's nothing. Also, the, someone opened a restaurant in Shinjuku mirroring mirroring it. Really? So, yeah, like there's like the guy who gets involved in people's lives so that cool. works there and he makes food on the spot and you know, you ask for what it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Of course, it's filled with foreigners now. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the Netflix show. I have to go see this thing. Yes, I have like, to go. I have to go. Another thing we're going to talk about soon. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did it. I finally did it. I talked about it. I downloaded Death Stranding. Oh. How is it? It's so good. Yeah, is it? Oh, my God. The internet's so mad at it sometimes. But yeah. It's, oh, my God. It's so good. It's definitely one of those things where I feel like, you know, the internet's always fighting about something. But that week it came out. And even still now, it's oh, definitely yeah. something that people are very uh, Another thing we might talk about. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The, uh, the anime. Oh, God. It's so cool looking. The, universe, the environment is just amazing. So is it more than just walking a walking simulator? I know at its worst, that's what pe- like critics and people uh, have been fighting I about. I don't know because it's pretty freaking terrifying when the monsters show up. Really? Yeah. I finally, I, people kept saying, get to, to, uh, chapter three, get to chapter three, get, mm-hmm. to, get to chapter three. And I was just wandering around doing these like random deliveries on foot. And then I got like a little motorcycle that I kept wrecking, but you, I haven't killed anyone. I don't kill anybody. So I, I do, hate killing people in games. I, f- I feel like that that's like a solid. You can actually do that in that game. Yeah, there's pi- like basically pirates, like right. someone else you know that's on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. That are, you know, they rob. They're called mules, and they rob from you. And they. But you can, like, go around them, or you can, yeah, like, sneak, sneak around. And around it's, yeah. it's made by you know, Kojima. Of course you can sneak right. around. Put your, that's and, fair. Yeah. And choke them out. Yeah, I don't kill anyone. Oh, see, that's yeah. very nice. So you're very, like, polite to the in-game enemies yes but i was also got to a point and i could see why people say get the chapter three where unknown areas because i don't do spooky games Mm. terrified me i was afraid i was gonna and when you uh are in the death scene it's freaking terrifying really like it's spooky i don't do spooky games now do you feel lost at all because i know sometimes his narratives are a little uh i mean it's abstract right yeah he's an avant-garde yes so some of it is is not very easy to understand. For, I don't know. At least I don't from the get care what's going on. Sure. I don't think I've ever played, uh, and honestly, in a long time, I've played a video, maybe near Automata, where I was just like, yeah, I really got to pay attention to the story. Right. Uh, what is it? Um, 
Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh man, I couldn't care about that story. All I want to do is kill robot dinosaurs. That game is wild. That the the story of that though is like it's out there. Yeah, it's out there. And I'm just like, I don't care. Can I jump off that giant thing? Oh, cool. Let me do it. Yeah. You're like, I just want to hunt these robots. Let's go. Yeah. Death Stranding yeah. straight. Cool. All right. A couple of corrections for us. Okay. All let's right. go. Um, just clarifications, really. Uh, just to say for listeners, if you listened last week, when Frank says he's reading Shonen, he means Shonen Jump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not the entire genre of Shonen. Yeah. Well, I mean, might as well. I, I do read it, but yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Shonen Jump. When I say Shonen, yeah. Yeah. He good. has the weekly Shonen Jump app, so he gets he gets it to his phone every day or your laptop or whatever. Yeah. Or every week. Every week. And also, uh, Weathering With You, I think I said the wrong days that it's it's going to be the 15th and the 16th of January. I think I said the 18th and 19th. You know what? You can't know everything. Jim. Well, you know, you know, I mean, I have the tickets and they're in my phone. I guess I could <laughs> know exactly what I have on Yeah, there. that's true. That's fair. Yeah. But this week's a big news week. Oh, tell yeah. me more. Lots of news. So today's November 25th. Okay. It's Thanksgiving week in the United States. You may be listening to this not on the 25th. Right. So yeah. today we are recording. It's the 25th and here's the news. Oh, you ready? I like that. All right. We have a bunch of weathering with you news. Okay. Since it is one of the biggest films of the year, if not the biggest film in the year in Japan. So Vertical has announced that it is licensed, licensed Wataru Kubota's manga adaptation of Weathering With You. It'll be, it will be released in summer 2020. Do you have any interest in that? I haven't seen the movie yet. Why would I read Yeah, that's the thing. So it's supposed to be... So they're... Uh, yeah, I mean, they're adapting the, the film into... What is it? A TV show or... Uh, no, it's a manga. Oh, and it was a manga. Yeah. Does that happen? Is that like a common thing where they go, like something is so popular, a movie, they'll then go and then, because yeah. I feel like it's usually the opposite. You know, you have a book and then the book becomes popular. And Yeah, it's usually with original products. Right. Uh, Evangelion. They had, that manga mm-hmm. didn't come out until it was over. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So they're just like, let me get more of that sweet, sweet cash. Yeah. Okay. Money. Money. It's all about money. It is all about money, folks. All right. I don't know if you've heard about this, but Gundam creator uh, Yoshiyuki Tamino spoke to Japan's weekly Playboy magazine about Makoto Shinkai's work. So I, I read a little bit about right. it. Do you I'm some gonna, quotes? All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Have. They're pretty. <laughs> all right. Here we go. This is what he said in Playboy. Mind you, Playboy isn't a magazine like it is over here. It's like a, yeah, it's like okay. a magazine. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's sexy babes in it, but it's not like, but uh, it is actually about the articles. Yeah, it is really about the article. <laughs> All right, quote, from my generation's perspective, okay, Boomer, Yeah, you don't have to go out of your way to make an anime that feels like an introspective novel. He described Shinkai's works as stories about a boy and a girl who are always stretching out their hands towards each other and said, <laughs> and I quote, and yet the boy's hand never reaches the girl's crotch. Oh, man. Tommy is 78 years old. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> it's pretty rough. Yeah, that definitely comes off as a like a huge okay boomer thing. Yeah, like all right, buddy, it gets even worse. Here we go. Right, he elaborated on his statement recently in an interview with uh, Shuisha's weekly Young Jump magazine. All right, here we go again. Here's some more stuff. He wanted to, this was him elaborating and clarifying what he was talking about. Weathering with you is really easy to watch, but the reason it became a hit is because it understands the viewer's feelings. And even an even easier example is your name, Shinkai's big other mm-hmm. big hit. A lot of people could relate to the feelings of yearning depicted when the characters asked and are asked, "What is your name?" 
But even if the characters possess wholesome feelings of admiration, they don't take that step towards declaring love and touching the other's body. That pent-up, unresolved feeling is connected to Tokyo's submerged state. Oh, wow. I was surprised that so many people could relate to a resolution like that to the extent of pouring over 10 billion yen into the box office. Jealousy, anyone? Yeah, it definitely sounds that way. Right, especially yeah. when you start talking about how much money someone made. <laughs> right. To think that there are people in today's society who think that reality is just that harsh. That is a classic boomer line. Yeah. Like, oh, it was harder back when I was young. When I was making, uh, you know, stuff about robots and they were were clashing each other. It's not not as hard as it was back then. I went to college and walked 40 miles in in the snow. (laughs) It's always so much harder back in the past. Okay. (laughs) And the fact that Shinkai's works are hits around the world means that in spite of the differences between countries, that feeling of looking inward can be seen across the world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. Okay. He talks about the state of frustration towards Japanese politics that's been constant since World War II. Okay. Now he's talking about something that's in his wheelhouse. Right. It ends up being a case where people feel like all they can do is just plod along steadily in life without getting caught up in the incompetence of politicians. So when it comes to their desires, they look away from reality, instead direct themselves inward. They dream of revolution taking place within themselves. In that sense, watching Shinkai's anime and feeling refreshed, even when it's only your own feelings that are being addressed, is one's way of living in today's society without becoming a criminal. What? All right, he talks about... (laughs) I don't... (laughs) I don't know. I don't... Okay. I mean, mind you, this is a translation, but I I think it's a pretty good one. Still, yeah. He talks about uh, taking these inward feelings and directing them towards helping society. He mentions environmental cleanups as a possible way to do this while inspiring young people to express themselves outward. So is he saying that he doesn't like these movies because they're too introspective and therefore people are just reflecting only on themselves and not in the outward environment? Yes. And that's why they are doing so well because they're not like talking about politics or any sort of global kind of, I don't I don't, that's not really a fair criticism. I feel like, right. So. Like if, if you're I guess if your resolution isn't save the world, then so like he's saying that everything needs to be like that. I don't, <laughs> he laughed and quote, if society and if society were to change like that, maybe Shinkai's works won't be hits to the extent they are now. So therefore he's saying that Shinkai, <laughs> what a weird thing. Yeah. He wants the world to become more. So Shinkai almost like, Oh, Shinkai shouldn't be doing well. Because, yeah. because we need to think outward. So his stuff does well. Yeah. So his stuff does well because everyone thinks inward and about themselves, and those products should not exist because everybody should be concerned about the global kind of affairs. Right. And the, uh, that's. I mind you, there's a phenomenon in Japan of people that are shut-ins. Sure. I think there's this, the recent census had there was like over 1.5 million shut-ins in Japan. Yeah, it's a lot. I watched a, a little documentary about it that was uh, very interesting about how some people just. They just kind of they give up, give up, and yeah. then that's it. And they just exist in their rooms and stuff like that. It's it's fascinating. It's but the pressures of modern society are hard. Yeah, and they're 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 a lot harder than they used to be. Of course they are. <laughs> I mean, you ask a man at seventy eight years old, and he's going right. to say, "Yeah, but what about the Americans bombing?" And right. It's like, well, it was a different world, man. You're like, uh. well, I don't see from a global perspective, though. I don't necessarily think that's fair because then him saying that these things shouldn't be that way is like I, I don't know. It, I, 
I just don't agree with it. I feel like it's no. it's very it's very uh, unfair. But yeah, it's I mean it's it's okay boomer is what it is. It's exactly okay boomer. It's, it's like he got called okay out boomer. and he was like, "All right, I'm going to back this up and I'm going to say what I need to say and then people are going to agree." And then I feel I feel like he just dug himself into more. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, let me clarify it. Let me uh just make my make uh, Shinkai more of a yeah. more of a voice of the youth." <laughs> oh man. So there you go. Just tell me no. He's saying, "Get out of my Gundam." Yes. <laughs> he's yelling at a cloud and saying get off my Gundam (laughs) oh man all right we're closing in on award season Mm -hmm. lots of awards including our own yes yes our own let's plug our own that plug Uh, we're closing on award season so here we go ready more Weatherman with You news okay because it's a big deal Weatherman with You won the best animated feature film award at the 13th Asia Pacific Screen Awards the ASPA in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, Shinkai won Best Animated Feature Film, Shinkai being the director of Women mm-hmm. With You, uh, in its inaugural year in 2007 with five centimeters per second. He's had a couple that were nominated. So does he, he, he just wins a lot of awards, pretty much everything that he does. is yeah. like, yeah. A lot of clouds, very pretty. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Hollywood Professional Association announced the winners of the HPA Awards and Godzilla King of the Monsters won for Outstanding Sound in a Film. Did you see that movie? I did, and it was one of those movies that, because I was still in my post-Japan haze, mm-hmm. that I watched on the plane. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't good. No. <laughs> it was not good. It's like what you, you see, but if you go into it and you just want to see monsters fight, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's and fine. then I'm like, okay, there's a base at Fenway Park? Yeah, it's, it's a like, little what weird. What is going on here? There's a little weird. And then they shoehorn some stuff in towards the end for, I guess, their next movie, which yeah. is Godzilla versus. King Kong, King Kong, right? Yeah. yeah, they threw Kong in the end of it. Yeah. I still haven't seen King Kong Skull Island. I haven't either. My daughter's a huge fan. Really? Yeah, she thinks it's great. Maybe I'll have to check it out then, because I think it's on like it's on something. It's on like Amazon or Netflix. I saw it recently, and I was like, I'm going to watch this. And then five seconds later, I was like, nah, I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely two and a half hours, too. And I'm like, how much do I want to commit to this? Dude, that's a lot. I've seen the story of King Kong. Can we just get to the big fights? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can go watch Godzilla, King of Monsters, for the big fights. Yes. There you go. A terrible film. <laughs> it reminds me of like all those... like um, Great sound. Is though. it Roland Emmerich? That makes all the disaster films. Uh, like 20, too, right. I know what you're talking about. Really yeah. bad ones that I saw all of them in the theater, but those movies are great. If you take the 20 minutes of things blowing up and getting swamped and just eliminate everything else. Yeah. <laughs> San Andreas. Wasn't that the one with the rock? When yeah. Like, I still haven't seen that one. I heard it's ridiculous. Really? Wow. It's got the rock in it. So probably <laughs> yeah, do something ridiculous. I'll do his, ridiculous. I can laugh. If I can yeah. laugh, I'll do ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, HPA Awards, uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Okay. Hey, we did a review yeah, of that. Did. And Alita Battle Angel were nominated for outstanding visual effects in the film. See, that I feel like is a very fair uh, nomination. Yeah, they didn't win. Yeah, wow. The Lion King won. Oh, okay. Go Disney. Yeah. I mean, I do know that they had developed some like special you know, Disney bajillion dollar technology for that. So it kind of makes sense. But yeah. those other two were, they were great visually. Yeah. All right, the 65th Shogakukan Manga Awards nominees were announced. This is one of the biggest manga awards in Japan. Mm. The winner's title will be honored with a uh, the winners will be honored with a bronze statuette and a prize of one million yen. It's got to be so cool to win something like that. I know. You know, like your life is like I feel like you get that award and you're like, yeah, this was all worth it. One million yen's about uh, 
$9,200. Wow. The winners will be announced in late January. You want to go through these by category? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Hold on. Let's Why see not? if my... This is the type of thing that I will probably try and seek some of these out, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If they have the English adaptation. Okay, here we go. Best children's manga. Uh, two nominations. We got Neko Hajimi Mashita, which means uh, nice to meet you, cat. Oh. The manga story centers around Mao Kazuhiro, a carefree high school boy who dies in a traffic accident and suddenly inhabits the body of a nearby cat. Oh, uh, okay. He ends, up, he ends up being picked up off the streets by a girl named Chika. The manga depicts the everyday life of Chika and now, now named Meow. Meow. Weird. Do you say hello to animals? I do. Okay. I and do now too. I say it in Japanese. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, hi, Oneko-chan. Ah. Oh, Oneko-chan. See, I feel like you got to be, like, I, on the street, I go, oh, hey, hey, cat. Yeah. Hey, why. buddy. Yeah, I'd right. rather speak to dog. I, I walked out of the coffee shop the other day, and a dog got scared. And, I, and you know, there was a, a woman and her kid, too. Right. And I looked, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to scare right, you. Right, yeah. And the woman laughed. And I just was like, ha-ha, and walked away, because I wasn't talking to you. You were, like, animals. later human. Yeah, so yeah. I was human. <laughs> Number two, Super Mario-kun. Okay. What do you think this is about? This is about uh, Super Mario wearing the raccoon outfit. I'm guessing. No, close, but uh, okay. raccoon just means like a friendly. Yeah. Instead of saying San, you say Kun. Hmm. Okay. Uh, spelled K-U-N. Okay. Not K U N. Okay. Not K. Yeah, yeah, not. Not the word I'm not going to say. That's, uh, <laughs> Super Mario Kun is a children's manga that retells the stories of various games in the Mario franchise. Oh, wow, all those, <laughs> all those hard hitting stories yeah, about yeah. him going to uh, save the princess and then she's in another castle spoiler alert yeah no, she's always in <laughs> she's always castle. in another castle yeah or going in the sewers yeah or in the sewers yeah killing turtles it'll be koopas. awesome if it's are an adaptation koopas? the turtles the koopas yeah koopas turtles yeah. what are those mushroom looking things called? they're um goombas mm. goombas and koopas. i forget i haven't played a mario game since super mario world you remember that horrible movie oh with uh, uh oh yeah <laughs> um it was the guy from um, Roger Rabbit who framed Roger yeah, Rabbit. Yeah, he was really hot at the time. If you ever get, there's some like uh, um, like history pieces about that movie, and it is fascinating how that movie came to be. <laughs> and there's like an alternate version of it that just missed it by like centimeters, where it would have like different casts and everything. Very fascinating. Go check it out. Yeah, when they shrink their heads. Oh, such yeah, a weird movie. such a weird movie. All right, we have more categories. Okay, best shonen manga. Maiko-san, Chino Makanai-san. The story is set in Kyoto's Hanamachi Geisha Quarter. Here, the, after Geisha finish their work late at night, they spend the night resting at a lodge and prepare for the next day. The story centers on Kiyo, an, um, an Aomori native who works as a cook in a Geisha lodge in Kyoto. Hmm. She also has a friend named Sumire, which means summer, mm-hmm. who is a Maiko, or apprentice Geisha. I don't know why that qualifies as shonen. That's what I was just going to say. Where's the like uh, fighting and stuff like is that? Is it just because it's in weekly shonen Sunday? Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, huh. yeah. Uh, that's got me written all over it. Yeah. I was going right. to say, I was waiting for the hook when they're like, but then they battle to the death. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Another shonen manga. 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 You ready? I'm ready. Dumbo non kilo motero might win an award. Or how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Oh, notorious. Yes. Sakura is a teenage girl who loves to eat, but then she notices her waistline expanding. She decides to check out the local gym. The gym is full of buff dudes and Akemi, the student council president, 
when Akeme tries to convince Sakura to take up weight training, Sakura resists until she meets a pretty boy trainer, Machio. Now Sakura is willing to do whatever it takes to bulk up. Mm, maybe one day we'll get lucky and Netflix will pick it up or something. Oh, I, I think I might read it. Yeah. All right, here's something more traditional. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen. Uh, Viz Media uh, published the manga's first three chapters in English simultaneously with Japan as part of its Jump Start initiative. You know anything about that? I do know about it's the that. Shonen Jump. Yeah, that was their big thing that they were pushing for. So uh, with the app, because it used to, it's now like they just release them as they come out. It's mm-hmm. not even like weekly. It's it's pretty cool. So they'll be produced. Uh, Shuisha will be pr- uh, publishing the manga on Manga Plus website as well. Uh, for some strange reason, Yuji uh, Itadori, despite his insane athleticism, would rather just hang out with the occult club. However, her soon. He soon, I think it's a he. Mm. He soon finds out that the occult is as real as it gets when his fellow members are attacked. Meanwhile, the mysterious Megumi Fushiguro is tracking down a special grade cursed object, and his search leads him to Itadori. None of those words make sense to me. See, that sounds really cool to me. Now, that's classic. That sounds like yeah, classic. Yeah, that's, 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 that's cool. It's probably yeah. got magic and demons. And the yeah, the image fight. on the first book has him with a mouth on his hand, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, he's gonna dirt, be eating that dirt. Some bugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now we're shoujo manga. manga. My my wheelhouse. Yeah, this is your wheelhouse for sure. All right, uh, Koi To Dangan. The manga story begins with Yuri, a high school girl, is drugged in a party, but is saved by Toshiomi Oya, the young head of the Oya Yakuza group. When Yuri visits Toshiomi again to thank him. They begin falling for each other. Even if Yuri knows that Toshiomi might die any day. Oh. The picture's very pretty on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. Zero Opera. The manga takes place in the Edo uh, period in the Yoshiwara red light district and follows Akane, who comes from a samurai family. She has lost her family and is sold to, to a brothel in the district. Oh. There, Akane learns how to be a courtesan. And becomes entangled with a mysterious man. Wolf, that sounds like a lot. Sounds deep. Yeah. And Nagi no Oitoma. The story centers on Nagi Oshima, a girl who, who is too conscious of everyone's mood and can't really get close to anyone. One day, she collapses from hyperventilation. After talking to her ex-boyfriend, she quits work, moves, and runs away to start anew. Interesting. Yeah, that does sound. That sounds like me. <laughs> the hyperventilation. <laughs> the hyperventilation. I'm like, oh my God, what is this person thinking? And then I run away. All right, last three. This is the best general manga. Oh. Ao, Ao Ashi. Uh, the manga centers, the manga story centers around Aishi Aoi. 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 A self proclaimed soccer genius. Self proclaimed. I am a soccer genius. I am too. So am I. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. Self proclaimed. Oh, okay. What do you know? <laughs> While he's affiliated with the junior team in his native Ihime prefecture, a violent incident on the field ends his career in middle school. In the depths of his sorrow, he meets a man by the beach. It is Norman Reedus in Death Stranding. (laughs) Sounds like something we're probably going to be watching watching an anime of at some point. (laughs) All right. How about Mystery to Iu Nakare, which is do not say mystery. The manga follows mystery-solving college student Totono Kuno. At the beginning of the story, the police bring him in for questioning on suspicion of the murder of his classmate. Mm. He has an he has an afro. Oh, okay, it's a thin man with an afro. 
And last but not least, Kaguya-sama wa Kura Setai, which is Kaguya-sama Love is War. Oh, big it's fan. so good. <laughs> big fan. All's fair when love is war. Two geniuses, two brains, two hearts, one battle. Who will confess their love first? Might be a little biased, but I feel like that should win, considering that's the only one I have any, any knowledge of. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, really good. Yeah. The anime is, yeah. Kaguya and uh, Miyuki are two geniuses who stand atop the prestigious Academy's student council, making them the elite among the elite. But it's lonely at the top, and each has fallen for the other. There's just one huge problem standing in the way of this lovey-dovey bliss. They're both too prideful to be the first to confess their romantic feelings and thus become the loser in the competition of love. Definitely worth checking out. You know what? Go back. And watch the anime. Watch the anime. Just give it like two episodes. And yep. then go watch uh, Tokyo Diner. Tokyo Diner. Tokyo Diner. So good. Too. Do two episodes. So that's all I ask. Just do two <laughs> of each of them. What's it going to? It's going to be like less than two hours of your life. And you know what? It might change it for the better. So there you go. You get your frank seal of approval right here. I'm I'm busting that out. It's a first. Boom. Stamped. Stamped. <laughs> Kaguya Summer Love as War is still one of my favorite anime of the year. Even yeah, you got me on that. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. I love that yeah. show. It's so funny. It is. And the Chica Dance. Chica, 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 yeah. All right, the Game Awards 2019 nominees were revealed. Mm. Frank, this is up your alley, This right? is definitely up my alley. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to do Game of the Year. There was like 25 different categories. Oh, yeah. So let's just talk about Game of the Year. Okay. So here's what we have nominated. Control, which I haven't played yet, which I want to play. I actually have that coming in the mail. I just got the yeah. email today. Yeah. That is, I heard looks it's amazing. Cool yeah. as hell, yeah. Death Stranding, which I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2, which is too spooky, but I did watch a, a, a playthrough. I played it. Yeah. It's a remake, but it's good. Yeah. But there's new stuff, right? Yeah. It's the third time I've played this game now in my life, which was I played the, the original. Thing. You know, okay. Yeah. Was that PS1? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I played that in college. Oh, and I had wow. big glass pane windows. I lived in like this old building. And man, I was, it was snowing. I was like, in Michigan. Oh, my God. I was terrified. <laughs> when those, the scariest part, I think, is there's two parts in the original game. I, I don't remember if they're in this one. But you're walking through a hallway when you're the man. Uh huh. You're walking through a hallway, and then all of a sudden, all these crows smash through the glass. I know what you're I talking about. I threw my controller. Oh. <laughs> and also when the big guy bust through the wall and chokes the shit out of you. Yeah, okay. You put that piece I know exactly in the wall. what you're talking about. You're like, oh, I got away from him. And then all of a sudden he busts through the wall and you're like, oh my God. Not to get on a whole tangent, but I never realized, I think I might've talked about this before, but I do this thing where I don't realize how much of a fan I am of something until I really reflect on it. Resident Evil is one of those things. I've played every game. I've watched every movie, even right. though they're outside of maybe number one. They're pretty bad. Yeah, I've seen and, the first one. And I've read the novels. There's oh, like tie-in well. novels. Well, yeah. They got me beat there. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, funny story about Resident Evil. When the r- original remake was on GameCube. Mm-hmm. You remember? Mm-hmm. And my brother had a GameCube. And I would go and visit. My my brother was staying with my mother at the time. And I would go visit the house all the time. Sure. And uh, I started playing it because I was a big fan of Resident Evil 2. Right. And I played Resident Evil 1, but it was so cheesy. It was kind right. of like, what the voices? Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? So I replayed. I started playing the remake. And there's a scene where you have to go outside and there's a cemetery mm-hmm. and anybody who watches plays an old resident evil game knows as soon as the music starts stops you better be scared yeah something's going to walked happen. out and there was no music and i turned the machine off and never played it again you never played it you were just like too nope i was like nope not doing this to myself Oof. 
Next up, <laughs> Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Do you know anything about this yeah, game? Yeah, I played this game. Uh, this is like a Dark Souls type game. Oh, God, that sounds terrible. Yeah, so you're either <laughs> super into it and probably know all about it already, or you're not into those types of games and you might not know, but it is essentially uh, Dark Souls, but it takes place in like... Samurai? Yeah, Samurai. You're a Samurai and you got a parry and stuff like that. It's much like the new Star Wars game. That's kind of, it's very similar to no, it. It's super hard though. I played maybe 10 hours of it and then I got frustrated and I was like, no, I'm done. Yeah, I don't do hard games. I don't either. Like once I start getting too frustrated, it's definitely a thing for people and I get there's like pleasure of overcoming those kind of odds. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm playing video games for enjoyment. I don't get enjoyment out of feeling that. That's the reason why I don't watch sports anymore. Right. So the it's stress like, stress of yeah. watching sports. So no, thank you. But it, it it was it was I think well done. Uh, people playing Death Stranding the first time I got engulfed. I'll say that without spoiling anything. Okay, I was legit like, why is this fun? Why? Why I can't even do anything? It's part of the story. It's supposed to happen, uh, but you know, I was just like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, freaking out, dude. Nothing worse than that trope where you go against like a boss or something and you're supposed to die, but. You do it in such a way, they do it in such a way where you can keep fighting or mm-hmm. whatever. And you're like, why isn't this guy dying? Why can't I do it? I don't understand. How is this supposed and to be? finally die. My big like <laughs> question, existential question when I play video games is, why is this fun? Right. When I'm like dying and horrible and like having to repeat something over and over again. How is this fun? Why is this fun? Because it's not fun. <laughs> why am I doing this to myself? I could just be sitting here. I could masturbate. <laughs> uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, also nominated. And The Outer Worlds, which is another game I really want to play. Yeah, I really want to play that, too. Yeah. I heard that was really good if you're fans of uh, Fallout. It's the same same team. Cool. Yeah, that did uh, uh, New Vegas. But I think it's short, too. It's supposed to be yeah, short. Like yeah, it's a quick playthrough. Yeah. Ooh, Near Automata was a quick Ooh. playthrough, too. Wow. Yeah, kind so of. Death's, well, you have to keep you playing gotta it. Keep on you got to yeah. keep playing it. Uh, Death Stranding has nine total nominations. Control has eight, and Sekiro has five. Oh. So there was some drama. Do you know the drama? I do know the drama. Go ahead, talk about it. So uh, Kojima and then the head of the, I guess, like organization, uh, I think his name is Knightley is his, his last name. They're like BFFs. And like to the point where when he got nominated for as many as he did it kind of came into question because it's a game if you take five seconds and google it is is very polarizing Mm -hmm. so it is uh for some people it seemed a little bit interesting that this thing where these awards that are happening and they're slowly becoming more prestigious i feel like when the video game awards first started out they were on like g4 it was kind of a joke yeah and now they're slowly building up where it's like kind of means something now so when stuff like that happens it's uh yeah, I don't know. It's I know he's hard. come out and he said he has nothing to do with the voting process. So, yeah, night, like, that was so he yeah he came out and he was like yeah I, don't like, know I might why. be the organizer but I don't vote on anything right and the, it's established as a panel with a bunch of industry people so it's not like just him being like yeah these are the ones getting nominated right. there's a lot more of a process to it. I would imagine that uh, winning this like like the Oscars suddenly is a boost in sales as well. So yeah, definitely. Know, so that's makes sense that now it's a big deal. Right. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it's one of those things now that they, they put on the, the box and things like that. And they say, Oh, video game awards 2019 winner, best right. ever game of all time box. Huh? People buy, still buy things. People on the box. still do the physical. Oh, you got one in the mail. Yeah, I do. The, I do. Uh, uh, shout out to Gamefly. I've been doing that for about eight years now. Oh, uh, so it's, you don't own it though. No, yeah. I don't. I was actually just explaining to my dad this morning because he was like, what do you want? And he's like, do you want anything for your new Nintendo? As dads do. Um, cause I I'm just sorry, got wait the a minute. Switch. How, hold on. <laughs> how old are you? How old am I? Yeah. 
I am 29. Okay. Oh, I'm just, it's, your dad still playing your games? My dad actually does, yeah. He, that's, um, that's cute. Yeah, he, uh, what, what, why are you being weird? I'm a bit You're being right. weird now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're being weird. That's cute. Yeah, that's cute. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he was, um, he was asking me and I was telling him I do primarily digital now. I don't really do physical too much. Yeah, I don't, that's, I just download it. Yeah. Yeah. My, I had to delete. Uh, Which is weird for you though, because what? you like, I feel like physical things, like you like collecting things though. Yeah, but video I don't, games are the one games. thing you don't really no. care about. I mean, what am I going to do with it? Sell it? Yeah, that's true. Really, there's no market for it anymore. Yeah, unless you have like really old games right. or Nintendo games. Or Nintendo games. Nintendo games. Nintendo games, Nintendo games are, and I don't have any Nintendo system. All right. Um, yeah, I had to make space for Death Stranding. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, okay. I deleted the worst. I, <laughs> I deleted a bunch of stuff. Uh, one was um, Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise. Ah, you were a big fan of that game. That was fun, but yeah. it just got repetitive. What are you going to do? Sure. And, I, and once again, I didn't care about the story. Ah, know? yeah. It's just like, oh, I don't care. I don't want to go any further. And. Um, I forget the name of the game because I haven't played it in so long. It was a game that came out that was revolutionary at the time. It was about spaceship and you had to explore and spaceship. You had prey. No, there was spaceship no. It was there was no explore. predators. It was it was basically pointless. And then they came out with like at, oh, you're talking about um, what's it called? I can't remember. I deleted it and it's now it's gone from my memory. Now now you deleted it from your brain. Yes. What is it called? I know exactly what you're talking about. There was a huge controversy when it first came out uh, because it was a bunch of money and there was like no content. And then they slowly added content. Added content over years. Yeah. Like they, I think it was two years ago. They added like a new thing where you can build and stuff. And I started playing again and I was just like, God, I can't remember. It's going to be one of those things that pops up in like 10 minutes. Yeah. When we're talking about like, what the hell are you talking about? We're talking about like a sexual assault (laughs) case. And then we'll talk about that. Okay. All right, let's move on. Video games, y'all. Hey, if you know what it is, you can, uh, Go comment, make fun of us right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, last in the award news, the 11th Kyoto Anime Awards has been canceled. It's been confirmed. It's canceled. It was pushed back because of the fire. Mm. Now it's confirmed canceled. And also NHK, the news has reported Kyoto Animation is demolishing their studio. It'll happen in April of 2020. There's no plans yet for the site. So more sad news for Kyoto Animation. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, I know that the guy that, overseas Kyoto animation was heartbroken that he had to get rid of the studio, but it's too, it's too damaged from the fire. Is there any like sort of indication that they're going to get another one or is it just, uh, no, kind I haven't of, said anything yeah. yet. All so right. it's, I would think that a lot of these people are probably pretty scarred by this. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sense. Your friends are died, but in a, forget about an accident. It was intentional, right? Intentional murder by a crazy person. Ugh. Still can't think of that game. I know that's what I'm sitting there thinking. Yeah, as you're okay. Well, I remember the image. It was like a a diamond, a red diamond. (laughs) That's all I remember. Okay, next, Hulu has announced it will be streaming the first season of Gintama, dubbed for the first time ever. I never got into Gintama. Apparently, it's amazing. I never did either, but I looked it up. It looks cool enough. It'll. I'll probably check it out. Samurai science fiction comedy. Yeah, in Edo, Japan. Seems like right up my alley. So it's episodes one through 49 are going to be dubbed for you dub fans. It must have be big enough if Hulu's picking it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it was one of these ones that's, because it's a comedy, I think a lot of it was Japanese humor. Mm. And there wasn't much of a market now, but now with the expansion of, of sure. anime in general, that there was somebody who was like, okay, I think I, maybe we should dub this. Right. Season three was the only part of uh, Gintama that was available dubbed, which is strange. Really? Yeah. Season three? Season three of all seasons. Yeah. That's strange. And apparently seasons are like 
50 episodes. Right. So then eventually they were like, we got ourselves a hit here. It needs to be dubbed. Well, I think it's 10 years old. Right. We got ourselves a what, hit. A, what a strange thing. Big news for one of our listeners. Uh, Toho streamed the opening sequence to its Lupin the Third, the first anime film. It opens in Japan on December 6th. Are you specifically calling out one listener? Yeah. Because that's what's happening right yeah, now? Yeah, him okay. and his brother love Lupin the Third. Oh, okay, cool. always talking to me about Lupin the Third. <laughs> so you're like, here you go. Here you go. This you one's for you. That's for you. <laughs> uh, it is CGI. Oh, okay. You didn't watch the trailer? No, I didn't watch the trailer. Not for this one. <laughs> what am I doing all this work? Why oh, am I no, no. I did the other things. I did. Well, I researched everything else. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's CGI. Uh, Lupin the Third creator Monkey Punch passed away on April 11th. I do remember that. But he uh, gave the film his blessing, saying he was excited on a new take on Lupin. So That's good. Are you? Let me ask you something real quick, mm-hmm. because I know you probably don't give a shit about um, uh, SpongeBob. But here's a, here's an interesting thing. So he that the creator died, right? And uh, he what SpongeBob? Yeah, SpongeBob. He died of know. some sort of complication. I, I don't. I'm not really too sure. But he was always like very adamant. The reason why they didn't have a bunch of spinoffs and like all this other stuff was because he didn't want it, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, I just want the main core show, Nickelodeon. Don't do anything else. He died, and then they made that deal with Netflix, and apparently just doing like spinoff shows and stuff like that. Do you think that when creators die? they kind of have still sort of rights to their creation. So like people should honor that. Or do you think it's just like, if they're, if they're gone, it's kind right, of so their creation as an artist. Right. Yeah. So well, he was like, what, depends on what contracts they've signed with people. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah I mean, look fair. at Prince. Yeah. Prince died and immediately his family got into lawsuits to try to put out new music. And now they're putting out a, I think a new edition of purple rain is coming out and it's got 30 songs on it. Yeah, that's a, that's a little much. So they're taking all the stuff he didn't want out there and just being like, here it is. And it might not be, we don't know. It might not be on there because, I mean, it's Prince. And Prince is pretty damn good. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm sure it's going to be entertaining, but it might be stuff that he's kind of embarrassed of. I can't believe I thought to do this. Right, I mean, he's yeah. dead. So it's like, well, he's not around to care. It's not like, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. And, you know, it, it's, you know, with we are now it's like it's not going to hurt his legacy the bad music no so that's kind of my thing is it really like so this guy the spongebob creator didn't really he didn't want any sort of expansion on his creation his universe but he's also not really around anymore and it i'm guessing by nickelodeon standards it was more it wasn't even a contract thing they were just being like all right this guy doesn't want it and then he died now they're like okay well now we're doing spinoffs and things like that there's money to be made people are going to try to make it spongebob huge still it's just crazy to me yes yeah my daughter watched it when she was a kid i had season one on DVD. So that was 20 years it's ago. It's still going long too. It's like the Simpsons level now. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. so long. And those first couple of seasons are hilarious. Yeah, There's so really much funny. adult humor in it. Made in Abyss, Dawn of the Deep Soul. It's a film. The trailer streamed. Did you check this one out? I did check this one okay. out. Okay, Frank, have you watched Made in Abyss? I have not, no. Well, it is very good and I hope you go watch it. Is it on anything? It is on Crunchyroll, I believe. Okay. Well, Crunchyroll or Amazon Prime, I don't remember. I'll watch it... Uh... When you get some time. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, I think they're doing a season two. It has a big cliffhanger at the end. It might just be films. Mm. I don't know. But I watched it last summer, and uh, it was very good. Is it a long one or no? Just yeah, a couple episodes. Oh, okay. It's oh, so okay. gorgeous. You're going to blow through it. It is sad, okay. though. Okay. Well, then it I'll definitely sad. check it out. Wow. The Evangelion film series finale will land in cinemas June 2020. It sounds like we got ourselves an outing. I know. Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. And that's it, right? Isn't that's that the end of it. He's finally free. We still have to do all the other. We got to do the movies. We got to do the we'll get movies. There. We'll, we'll do reviews of that when we get closer to the date. Okay. All right. 
including end of evangelion i'm chopping at the bit man i'm yeah. waiting for the podcast to catch up to my to me so so after <laughs> this after this Anna will be able to work on shin ultraman oh yeah shin ultraman. i'm so excited <laughs> you know what i'm not excited about what super Eye productions is teaming with marvel comics to produce an ultraman comic you're not excited why tell me your feelings about this Hold jim on. Let me finish the article. In a statement, Marvel's editor in chief, Chief C.B. Sabolsky, C.B. Really? Yeah, he's got a bit of controversy with him too. Is he the? He's the the one that was pretending uh, to be Japanese. (gasps) Yeah. No wonder he's just such a scumbag. Uh, like Marvel, Ultraman captivated generations by telling spectacular stories grounded in the real world, and it continues to be a beloved classic through its television shows, movies, toys, games, comics, and more. We are thrilled to introduce new chapters to the Marvel Ultraman multiverse next year. Super Eye has been trying to get its products. Super Eye is the company that owns Super Eye Productions and owns Ultraman. They've been trying to get their products in the U.S. for years. Oh, um, forget about the 70s. Uh, Ultraman Tiga from the early 2000s. That mm-hmm. was on Fox Kids. With a silly dub over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, recently, Netflix with the Ultraman anime. Right. Uh, which I didn't hate, but I didn't like it. Not enough for you to recommend, but not no. enough for you to kick out of bed and be and like, I'm not watching this. No. Yeah. And Last Fall's SSSSS Gridman, which had a kick ass soundtrack, and I loved it, and it made me cry. Very good. Yeah. You also yeah. got me into that one. That's yeah. very good. So, what do you think about the Marvel? I was you- waiting for you to ask me. Oh, yeah. What do you. <laughs> Marvel's owned by Disney, right? That is yeah, correct. Yeah, I'm not a big yes. fan of this at all. No, 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 just because of Disney, though? No, I'm sick and tired of Monopolies. I'm sick of it. No. It's a bunch of bullshit. It is kind of crazy that they, just even these slow things, because they recently got uh, Conan the Barbarian, too. They got that back. The, they had originally like the publishing rights to that. So they had Marvel. Marvel did. They yeah. gave up the publish, publishing rights? No, so it was, originally they had it, and then they they sold it off at one point when they were going through restructuring in the early 2000s. This is when Marvel almost went out of business, mm-hmm. and Dark Horse acquired it, and obviously Marvel has only grown and grown as the movies have gotten bigger. Um, so Dark Horse, I think, either it like reverted back or they sold it, so now he's part of the Marvel Universe. I'm assuming they may do, maybe Ultraman will be part of the Marvel Universe. I have really? no idea. Yeah, they might do that. Because right now, uh, he is, uh, Conan is an Avenger. He's a savage Avenger. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. What happened to Kazar? Wasn't he a Marvel guy? He, uh, Yeah. Kazar was just Conan Marvel but style. But yeah, so now they got the AOG. So now they can just be... What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't pay attention to Marvel, and you know, if you like that's Marvel, you that's me. that's fine. Yeah, this is why Frank's here. He's the comic book guy. I'm not. Uh, excuse me. All right. I so, can't believe that they're coming up with original storylines. Marvel hasn't come up with original storyline in a long well, time. They've just been rehashing. Yeah, stuff. that's pretty true. That's accurate. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's why I don't like it. That's why I don't like it. But if it was anybody else, then where no. Are you? I mean, DC would ruin it. Yeah. So you just think as DC an American, would make him like a undead Green Lantern or something, which is I just found out that's a thing because I don't read comics yeah, anymore. Blackest Night, bro. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, undead Green Lantern, Black Lantern. Why, why is this a thing? Well, they had the war. <laughs> Go ahead, explain it. Okay, well, they had the War of Light. So Jeff Johns wrote Green Lantern. He basically revitalized the character. They had this thing called War of Light, where they essentially were they not selling Green Lantern comics? Uh, they were, but he wasn't doing. It wasn't doing like gangbusters. Right. So Jeff Johns is like their secret weapon. He's now like at the top. He's like in Warner Brothers. Like right. I think he oversees their other properties, like on TV and stuff like that. But they had the War of Light, and they introduced uh, different 
cores, light cores. So I they know had that. green and they had yellow and then they well, had there always was yellow. Right. So they always had yellow and then they expand. They had like Avrius was orange, they had red was rage, like things like that. Blue was hope. Um, and then it culminated at this event called Blackest Night where there was this uh, black ring that popped up and it essentially resurrected the dead. So they were like zombies. And so it, all the dead characters, all the dead characters. So oh. it was kind of cool because they did this thing too where they resurrected for a one shot like dead um, series. Right. So that were, for whatever reason, just, you know, they canceled or whatever. So right. they came back for one shots. So Jonah Hex was a... Jonah Hex was really? one, yes. I just guessed. Jonah just Hex. Guessed. They, <laughs> had a, they had a Catwoman one, which they now have an ongoing, so it's not as cool. But So they did things like that, Hawk and Dove, things like that. Um, and then it ended with... Uh, have Hawk and Dove been dead since Crisis? They, uh, yeah, actually. I right, think, I'm talking about Hank. And so Hank, and, yeah. Yeah, so Hank was... Hank Can you believe I dead. know this much I about know, this thing? right? Hank is dead, but uh, not, not Dove. But okay. that was like part of it. Because so. there was a female dove, right? Yes. So that's a current one right now. <sighs> so there you go. There's your, your fun uh, little bit of comic comic history here in this uh, anime podcast. Yeah. I'm not a big Marvel fan. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I know a lot of people are. Uh, yeah. I'm not the biggest. I'm more of a DC yeah. guy. But then again, I you know watch pro wrestling. So, you know, teach his own. I fuck with the X-Men. Yeah. It's my favorite. That's not my favorite. No. Oh, okay. I was the intergalactic guys. Oh, okay. So like... I don't know, uh, Inhumans and sure, Star Lord, Guardians, and, all that stuff. And this, I mean, Guardians, Guardians wasn't really a big thing when I was reading. Okay. Oh, Silver Surfer! Oh my God, Silver Surfer! Yeah. Oh, Galactus! Come on. They're doing a big thing now. He's a Black Silver Surfer. He's got this new armor stuff. He's an African American or a no? Just man? like he? No, he has. It's just his color is different. Oh. His, yeah. So he's Black Surfer. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. There's a whole thing going on with it, but I'm not getting into it. We should move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Planet With. It's another anime that I haven't had a chance to watch, and I don't think it's streaming. And it's, yeah. It's a mech anime. Okay. Uh, but uh, Satoshi Mizukami, the uh, mangaka, will launch a new manga on January 20th, as reported by Mag Gardens Mag Kami Manga Distribution website. So this is something that we're... if. We're probably not even going to get then if that stuff isn't even over here. I don't know. I, the manga might be here, but the, the anime was here, but it's I, I couldn't find streaming. No, but I checked. I When I was looking for Maiden Abyss, I was looking for Planet With as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title of the new one is called Saihate no Sorte, which I don't know what that translates as. But the tagline is, when I was young, I traveled. It was a long, long journey. But, uh, that's, that's it. That's your okay, okay. Yeah. I was just waiting. <laughs> On foot. Oh, wow. My name is Norman Reedus. Okay. And this is yeah, Death Stranding really reference excited. number six. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to seek that out. It sounds really cool. All right, here we go. Yeah, we need a really cool mech show. I feel yeah, like. we haven't had one. No. The closest thing we had was, well, we didn't reveal for the show. It was Gridman. That's the last one. Yeah. When are we getting it? Where's it at? I mean, we're the mechs. I mean, well, Evangelion. I mean, yeah, but I don't. But really, that doesn't count. I mean, as a yeah, current running, we're the mech guy. I don't is know. That we need genre, a new one. Like not. No, it is. I mean, Gundam always pops up. Sure. Maybe we gotta just don't just jump into Gundam. Gundam Origins or one Something of these shows. Like that. Iron Blood Orphans. Do you think that they don't? They're not as big of a deal because Gundam has such a foothold in it where like other studios and stuff are like, man, why bother? I mean, I guess they're out there. Yeah. It's. Because even when we watch, like when I think about it, when we watch our stuff, which now as the seasons have progressed, we're watching tons and tons every for the first two weeks. Uh-huh. We don't really run into them. No, we don't. That's um, interesting. Well, the last one we had was uh, Graham Belm. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I guess that was, that's true. Yeah. Magic Max. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I guess. 
Yeah, it just hasn't been kind to us. Right. <laughs> Plus, a lot of it's CGI now. Yes. So okay. we, we, we would probably hate it. Nothing against CGI, but it's it's just not. It's just sometimes it doesn't look good. It's very true. All right. A Twitter user referenced Shueisha Publishing's. Uh, they were visiting a university. Uh, someone asked, can women become editors at Shonen Jump? Okay. Okay. Shueisha HR allegedly said, it's not without precedence, uh, precedent, but you have to understand the heart, hearts of boys. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's, let's dive into this one. Okay. This sounds like fun. Huffington Post Japan asked Shueisha about this comment. I quote. Mm-hmm. Our company conducts seminars at a number of university campuses regarding the matter of female editors at Jump. Our statement is as follows. It is not unprecedented. There are women at Jump Plus and publications like Young Jump have had female editors in the past. Women's fashion magazines need people who understand women's fashion regardless of gender. So for a shonen manga... It's important to understand the hearts of boys mm-hmm. because there's no male fashion designers, apparently. No men in fashion at all. No men in fashion. Definitely not. More quote. Also, new, cr- new recruits to the company are not selected based on the department. We hire suitable people for the company as a whole. And after they have joined, they are assigned to a place that suits them. Regarding the statement made above, we cannot answer any questions regarding the date or the name of the university it took place in. So they, they can't confirm whether or not that was mm-hmm. actually happened. Mind you, Shoujo magazines also hire mostly men. Right. So they're saying that as a company jump, I guess, that they do hire women. They just don't necessarily, when they get hired, place them in the, I guess, shonen division or however that works. Right. Or pay them equal. Or... <laughs> let them wear flat shoes they have to wear high heels oh i did not know that oh you didn't this is a thing oh wow i I forgot the name of it it's basically uh the japanese version of the uh, me too movement wow so it's like women in the office place saying that they should be able to not have to wear skirts because this is a thing high heels uh some offices won't allow women to wear glasses okay i need glasses to see uh yeah so do they And considering they work long hours, sometimes they have contact lenses in their face for like 10 to 12 hours, which is not a good idea. No. Also, you ever hear of a little manga called Full Metal Alchemist? I have, yes. One of the most successful shonen, air quotes, Mm -hmm. manga of all time. It was created by Hiromo Arakawa, which is the male pen name of Hiromi Arakawa, who's a woman. So don't tell me that women don't know how to write shonen. Spoilers. Wow. There we go. This is some scumbag shit, man. Yeah, that's. I feel like it's just some like old boys club sort of thing. It's, it's exactly just, what it yeah. is. It's like, oh, you don't know boys. No, only I'm boys know boys. <laughs> boys will be boys. Wow, unbelievable. It is a little unbelievable. You would think though that this would, I guess, it put some pressure on them to make a difference. Yeah, the pressure enough to put out an even worse counter comment. Right. Ugh. We hire everybody, but boys need to know boys, just like women only know fashion. <laughs> so stupid. It's really bad. Come on. We say it every week. Gambare, gambate, do better. Do better. All right. Universal Studios Japan unveiled, vi- unveiled visuals for Super Nintendo World. That's really cool. Yeah. I you did. T- we talked about this before, and you were kind of put off by the fact, by the idea of a Super Nintendo World. I was. And now I'm going to retract that statement. Yeah. And because I did look at the images on this one, and they look really cool. Yeah, it does look yeah, really it cool. Does. 
That's so cool. First phase of the area will open with two rides named Super Mario Kart Ride. Okay. I'm and Yoshi's Adventures. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Like, I just can't wait. If it does well, then they can do Donkey Kong World. Are, Donkey or Kong is the next planned one. Yeah, dude. That would be so cool. And then and obviously think, Zelda would oh, be. Yeah. yeah it's we talked about inevitable. it a couple of months ago. It's Zelda's going to be like a big reveal. All right. Yeah, like, you oh, have to go yeah. to a specific spot to see Zelda. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be sweet. Expected opening. Uh, it's in Osaka, um, Universal Studios. Expected opening is April 2020 for the Olympics. And there's one that's... They're going to do one in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's cool. So, good stuff. More Nintendo news. Pokemon Sword and Shield became the fastest Switch game to sell seven, 6 million copies. Despite the fact that everybody was crying about this game. Do you know anything about this? Well, everyone's crying about everything. Oh, let me do the rest <laughs> of this and we can cry about okay. it. It sold 2 million in Japan in the first week and 2 million in the U.S. the first two days it was available. It's insane. And you still haven't gotten it, right? I still have not gotten it yet, which is funny because I've had multiple people ask me, oh, well, blah, 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 like all this stuff. Because well, assumption I'm literally wearing a Pokemon shirt now yeah. as we're recording this. Um, but yeah, I just I haven't I haven't gotten to it yet. Go ahead. What's the controversy? So um, I forget what the actual name of it is because, you know, every controversy now has to have a name. Gate. But it's like Dexgate or something. So the Pokedex that they have, they um, had revealed that they were going to eliminate a lot of Pokemon. It was the first one, I think, ever that didn't include like previous generation stuff okay. like in, in its entirety. So this one, they had blamed it on technical difficulties and the fact that they have a small team, even though it's in Nintendo and Game Freak. Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> Nintendo and Game Freak. And, and they all hired. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it made in Japan? They might have six people slaving. For sure. Yeah. So, but they had went out and like hired new people and stuff specifically for this game. So that kind of fell on deaf ears. And they were like, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. how is this a thing? Like, not only that, but your parent company is Nintendo. How right. do you run out? And it's like one of their biggest franchises. They're not talking about some small studio. So they didn't include a lot of people's favorites. So you can't, you don't, those Pokemon just aren't in the game. They don't have a lot of the original 150, which is what a lot of people, right. you know, grew up on and really look forward to. And for some of these people, it, it means a lot more because they've had, uh, you know, Pokemon from, you could transfer each game. Right, so the it's, decks, right? Right, exactly. About that so and... they get attached to these these uh, Pokemon because they've been with them for literally years, yeah. and now they can't have them in the game. So now they're dead. Now they're They died. They exist in some limbo. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, it's I like a pet. You gotta, I'm sorry. Your, di- your pet yeah, died. It's your pet died. terrible. Game Freak God. doesn't care about yeah. you. But, I mean, at the end of the day, numbers speak. I guess it wasn't that big of a controversy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, is it like Death Stranding where people are like, oh, I'm returning my game. I played like 10 hours and I give up on it because it's boring. I'm going to go play some other game. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Like the people that were crying, there's no way that they're, they're not getting it. And clearly the data shows that yeah. that's not the – yeah, they yeah. they cried about it. But at the end of the day, they got a day one. So yeah. That was Death Stranding reference number seven. Re- reference number eight. If you have Twitter, I give you a heads up. I'll give you a heads up. Go follow Death Stranding's Twitter account. It's amazing. Oh, they okay. are burning people left and right. It's so good. Oh, sweet. All right. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> Basically destroying people on the internet. It's so funny. That is, I'm not a big Twitter guy, but I will say that some of these, uh, some of these accounts, like Wendy's, most yeah, of them, Wendy's, is, is, Wendy's is amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. they're just so great. Like when they, when they rip people apart, especially yeah. corporate ones, when they're really done right, they're, they're just great. Yeah. Uh, quick reference. Uh, I deleted my Twitter app from my phone. What? Well, I, You're a big Twitter guy, though. Yeah, you it's were too negative, man. It's That's just what I don't too get into negative. It. So I'm gone on Twitter. 
Wow. I just auto post from through Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Do you still log on on your computer though? Or is I do it once a while check news, but I do it once okay. a day. I'm not constantly clicking on it. Oh, so, know? okay. So it's not, you're not fully off Twitter. You just got rid of, I got rid of the app. So therefore I'm not, so I'm not on it as much. Now, did you do it because you, like you said, it was negative. So you were like just looking at it all the time and it was it's bringing you bringing down. Bringing me down. Yeah. yeah. That's, Sometimes that's you just got to cut something out and that's easy. Yeah. I check once a day just to see like, especially for pro wrestling and stuff, especially right. foreign stuff. It's like the easiest way yeah. to get news. Yeah. All right. Now for shows we're watching stars align. We talked about this last week. Uh, the production committee apologized on Twitter for copying dance choreography without permission mm-hmm. under Japanese copyright law. Dance choreography is considered a work of authorship. It is not uncommon for anime or feature sequences referencing real life dancers and uh, choreographers with permission. Mm. All right. The dancers are now working with the anime production team. See, that's how you do it. Yeah. I feel like that was so well handled. Yeah. They were like, we're really sorry. We screwed up. We just used it as a reference. Because, you know, they still had to animate it. So sure, they did yeah. all the hard work. Right. Yeah. I mean, no offense to the dancers. I yeah. mean, choreography is not easy, but... And then they brought them on board. And then they're like, They're hey, in the credits now. They yeah. switched up the ending a little bit in the latest episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. They didn't backtrack and then do a secondary comment that was almost as worse as the first comment where they were like, oh, well, you know. Well, if women did already. this, see, it's because <laughs> women did this and they shouldn't be because they need to know the hearts of boys. <laughs> and boys, this show's about boys. Well, good for them. I'm happy they, they handled that well. Yeah. This uh, mirrors the, um, what is it, Fortnite dances. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Between, well, the difference between thing. the Fortnite dances and choreography is that the Fortnite dance, if it's just a dance, a couple of moves, it can't be copyrated. If it's a choreographed sequence of dance moves. Like theirs is. Theirs yeah. is, then it's considered a copyright. Yeah, you And can't. that stands in the U.S. courts as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the conclusion of that silly ass lawsuit. Hmm. It was Carlton, the Carlton from... Uh, yeah, that was a, was a, the big thing. He ended up dropping the suit. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure they were like, we'll just put your name in the credits. And, yeah. yeah. Carlton. All right. Another was, show we're watching. God, I'm sorry. Well, no, I, I'm go on. I'm just being an idiot. I was like, well, what is... That's what? not different. That's not much different than any I'm, other I'm thing. <laughs> Goodbye, Jim. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, I'm still trying to figure out the name of the, the, the video game. It's going to bother me. Continue. Uh, Death Stranding. It's, reference number 10. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Stars. All it's right. not stars. It's something stars. It's something like... World uh, Builder 9. Launcher. Launch space. Space. Look at it. Yeah. All right. Ready? Uh, another show we're watching. Ready for Cliffhanger and our personal scheduling for the podcast. Hell. Yeah, I know. Babylon anime's third arc de- is delayed until December 30th. Dude, this fall schedule. There's is- no reason given except to fuck with us. They, were, they gave us no reason. <laughs> this, this uh, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's- I'm not going to talk about that, this yeah. until next week's episode. Right, save it. But I really, really want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Frank. Uh, I feel like they're just doing it purposely to just mess with us in this podcast because now this is like the at least second thing that's gonna have to go on until winter right yeah this is going on third maybe or what i don't know i I don't know how many episodes this is supposed to be i'm assuming it was supposed to be 13 that's all i assume too it's i think it said i could check real quick it was supposed to be three arcs and the one arc is has concluded i think and this is the start of six this is the start of the second arc uh and that's why they did the delay so they're 12 episodes they're saying so we're getting a delay it's going in the winter yeah, that uh, my hero. There's something Fire Force, I think, because that got delayed a couple times. 
Uh, yeah, Fire Force was for the Kyoto Animation. Right. Fire, I think there's something else too. Yeah. Uh, and it's gonna my be Hero Academia was just pushed back because they're the boss in town. They can come on whenever the hell they want. That's true. Uh, Vinland Saga was for the Paralympics. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's still called, Paralympics. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, it's on TV. You got to do it. I mean, I I remember. Uh, t- in the, I think they still do it in the nineties when WWE was like King, mm-hmm. they used to delay it for the Westminster dog show. Cause it was on USA network. <laughs> do you remember those? Are you too young? Uh, no, I definitely remember the, like, the attitude yeah. era. And that yeah. was a big deal. Like, I can't believe I gotta watch dog. Oh, look how cute they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did they play into it? Like as a storyline or anything like no, that no, no, at no, all? They just wouldn't no, be they on just for didn't. a couple weeks. Oh, okay. Cause yeah. that would have been funny. I could see them doing that. Yeah. Where that's like where they're wrestling the dogs. Babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling dogs. Yeah. Vince McMahon's fighting with a dog. Yeah. All right. Uh, Osaka District Court awarded Kadancha and its claim for 160 million yen, which is about $1.47 million, oh. against three site administrators of the Haruka Yume no Ato manga leech site on Tuesday. Well, Tuesday. I don't know when Tuesday was. Yeah. Is this more of a common thing now, or has this kind of always been going on in the background? Because I remember yeah. like a month or two ago when we were talking about that scan site that yeah. got where is, they apologized. Right. So this is was, this, they've just been going after everybody. This, is, I think, is from January. Okay. So this is before we we're doing the podcast. Right. Yeah. So they are. They're actively going after these, um, what would you call them? Uh, what's the word? Pirates. I would never use that word. <laughs> you would never use that word. Swashbuckler. <laughs> so, okay. More romantic. Oh, right. uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. You the can... Three administrators of the site already received. <laughs> Let me change something. <laughs> three administrators of the site already received guilty sentences for copyright infringement in January, and the court denied their appeal on November 1st. The January sentencing. In the January sentencing, the three men received three different prison sentence lengths three years, six months, and three years, and two years and four months, uh, all without suspended sentences. And that huge fine, or they got, I, I imagine they probably had to pay some of that, right? Yeah. 1.47. Yeah. <laughs> Split between three people. Looks like they're so you know, almost. Uh, probably, uh, it's probably not worth pirating. Right. Yeah. I mean, swashbuckling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last on our list. Uh, a little, let's, let's lift this up. A okay. Little bit, let's okay? go. Let's lift it up. This is an article from the New York Post. Uh, workers at the New York Public Library's gift shop have been noticing a spike in sales ever since the television anime of Akimi Yoshida's Banana Fish manga premiered in July of last year. We did not watch Banana Fish. I tried to get into a couple episodes. It wasn't for you? Yeah, it's fine. The description I read seemed pretty cool. Uh, The Rose Main Reading Room is featured in one of the anime's key scenes. Not only has the library seen an influx of Japanese tourists, the gift shop has been selling more more of the $30 miniature replicas of the Rose Room's chairs than ever before. Good for them. Tourism company Kinky Nippon Tourist Kondo, well, which uh, organized tours packages for uh, New York for fans of Banana Fish in February and again this month. Um, that focus of the tours uh, is in New York, Manhattan, and its locations that appear in the show. So it's the American Museum of Natural History, Grand Central Station, uh, Jersey, Chinatown, Staten Island Ferry. That show was that popular? Yeah, that apparently it like a tour thing? Yeah. Wow, okay. Okay. Well, maybe I will have to check it out then. The article notes that in one day, 80 banana fish uh, people, fans toured the library. I will say what I read this in the notes that you sent me because I did read the notes and I did look yeah, at yeah. stuff. Yeah, sure. um, I thought originally that this was talking about Bananagram, the game, 
like when I quickly read it because they sell them at like museums, you okay. know, they come in like the banana. It's like a Scrabble type of game. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, but it wasn't. I, you know, it's it looks like a, a neat show. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> All right, and a quote, uh, a quote from a gift shop worker and poet who maybe didn't know it, Megan R. Uh-huh. We think banana fish is funny, but it's bringing in money. Oh, ching. So that's the news we have, at least the news we care about. Yeah, there we go. Enjoy. Yeah. News for yous. News for yous. We're from Philadelphia, and we there say we yous. yous. <laughs> Listener questions. Okay. Let's Send go. us questions on Instagram and Twitter or email us at newtaco2019 at gmail.com, and we will read them on the air. Mm-hmm. Question number one. How do you determine which anime you want to watch next? Do you feel any pressure to watch more mainstream anime so you can stay in the loop? Or do you like to explore unknown anime more often? Thanks so much for the podcast every week. Love listening to it. Thank you very much for the kind words. Frank, I'll let you start. Great question. Uh, you know, obviously we're pretty vocal about how it kind of works in terms of the podcast itself. Um, you know, we usually have those 10 ish shows going on that we're watching. Usually there's one or two, I feel like, um, shows, movies that we're also watching that we haven't announced yet, usually for future episodes. And then I have a slot, uh, personally, that's usually eh, one to two shows that I will watch outside of things. Usually how I go and determine it though, a lot of it, I would say is recommendations, I get, uh, everybody gets one in my life. And, um, if you nail it the first time, then you're granted more. And then, you know, I kind of, I feel like you have an idea of what I like. So I listen to you. Um, if you don't nail it the first time, then that's it. That's just, did I nail it, Frank? You did. Yes. What was it? Uh, it was uh, SS Gridman. I yeah. think it was the first one that you had. And then it was Love is War. And then yes. after that, I was like, all right, Scott gets it. Yeah. And then I was like, well, let's start a podcast. So here we here we are. And now I got to <laughs> deal with them every week. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's kind of how I go about in terms of like keeping up sort of with the Joneses in terms of like that. Um, not as much. I think when I first started really getting into things, I did feel the need, but now I tune myself out a lot to a lot of websites and YouTube and stuff just because I'm concerned that outside influences will influence my opinion on things. So I kind of, uh, have stopped following a lot of like, I was big on like, uh, anime Reddit, which is like in some (laughs) cases a horrible community, (laughs) but things like that. So like, I don't have as much of a need. What about you, Jim? Yeah, yeah, I st- I just stopped listening to all, to reference you, mm. all anime, because I've listened to a, a bunch of podcasts, but I cut a bunch out, and all of them are anime-related, because I didn't want them to skew my opinion on Sure, things. that's fair. Which is kind of hard not to. Right. You make up a point, and you're like, oh, now I noticed it. It happened to me with uh, Darling and the Franks, which is a show from last year. Um, How do I determine? Uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I have a pretty good eye for this stuff. Yeah. Can you concur? I concur. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the things that you've recommended to me, including um, one very recently that you forced me to watch was pretty good. Yeah. I'm hypercritical though, which it's not a thing to brag about. It kind of sucks sometimes because I tend to not like things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I give everything a chance and usually all it has to do, and we'll talk about this next week, is do something that either repulses me or just makes me roll my eyes so hard that I'll stop watching it. All right. Which we're going to have to have a discussion about next week. 
Do you find that you are a person that takes recommendations well, though? Or are you like no, a person? Yeah. I don't take recommendations at all. I know, yeah, I I know you don't. It's just more like, uh, you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. That's kind of like. My my wife tries her best to get me to, because sure. she has more of a tolerance. And I'm, a, I mean, that's, it's not a good character trait, and I'm not proud of it. I feel like it's just something that a lot of people are one way or the other, because yeah. I know both. I know people who will, you know, hey, watch this TV show. Okay. And then like two weeks later, they're like, man, oh, great recommendation. And then there's other people where two weeks later, like, hey, did you, did you watch an episode? They're like, nah, man, I didn't, I didn't do that. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you know, like that yeah. person you can't recommend anymore. Yeah. But my wife is self-aware of what she watches. Some of her stuff is bad that she watches. She watches Riverdale and she knows yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. She's some- just like, it's so bad, but I just watch it every week. It's something to watch. Sure. Yeah. Some of that stuff, it just because it's bad doesn't necessarily mean it's unwatchable. Right. So do I feel pressured to watch mainstream stuff? Sometimes if something's uh, a big hit, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I wouldn't have watched My Hero Academia if it was. I mean, I was a little bit yeah. less week to week watching shows because I didn't have the streaming services when it first came out. But um, if my daughter had not recommended it to me over and over again, I never would have jumped into it. I feel like some of them are just unavoidable, though. Right. Yeah, like My Hero, yeah. Attack, even if you have like a passing in for yeah, Attack yeah. on Titan, any passing you know interest in anime in general, I feel like it's unavoidable for you right. not to watch them. But I definitely will give everything a chance. I give everything a shot. Yeah. You know? That's good. No, it's, it's just whether or not it, it hooks me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once you actually sit down and watch it, you're, you're open-minded about it. Yes. It's just I mean, it's been plenty point. of stuff where I've been like, oh, I'll put it off, I'll put it off, I'll put it off. Banana Fish is one of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll keep putting it off, and then I finally watch it, and I'm like, oh, well, why have I been putting this off? Yeah, is there one in particular that you can think of that you've been putting, like you were put it off and put it off, and then eventually you're like, why did, why did I do this? Uh, to, to hello, myself? One Piece. Oh, okay. I'm dying yeah. to watch One Piece, but now we're like in season 15 well, or something. One Piece like is like an extreme, though. That's yeah. so many. I think they're... I started watching it when it was on Fox Kids with my daughter. Yeah. And now I'm like, uh, well, I have, there's no way I'm going to be able to watch this whole thing. That's definitely a show that just turns into a hobby. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're... Because you're not going to watch it quickly. It's not going to happen. No, there's happen. no way. So it's just like, yeah, I, I've been watching One Piece for about two years. It's... uh been catching up <laughs> like, yeah. you know what i mean that's just like your thing now but it's definitely a phenomenon oh yeah yeah that was a great question answered. though let's see what else we got on here is there anything else that i can answer in that question oh unknown anime oh well i mean i just i usually just browsing through or get an idea or you heard of something years ago and then it becomes mm-hmm. streaming and you're like okay i can check this out yeah i i go through too sometimes so uh, i'll just look at the thumbnails and i'll read kind of descriptions and yeah. things that pop out sometimes i'll be like eh, okay especially if i'm like really bored i don't got anything going on i'm like okay cool i'll watch this and vrv or crunchyroll whatever if they have like a you know watch old anime thing i'll mm-hmm. go back and watch some of the old stuff just sure. you know see where the roots are yeah all right hope we answered some of that stuff all right next question number two hey guys love the show Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you very much. We love you. Yes. Question. When you evaluate some shows, you use the term monster of the week in a negative context. Are there any shows that are considered monster of the week that you do like? Yeah. So uh, I guess it's kind of hard. Monster of the week is like a a thing that primarily popped up because of syndication. Syndication was big. So, you know, a lot of those shows, it's not, you know, syndication is a big thing. I, in Japan, I guess it might be, though, because a lot of stuff airs and streaming 
they weren't as quick to adapt to streaming like with VRV, at least over here. Um, Monster of the Week, though, just to ask, uh, like answer succinctly, I will say something that we had kind of mentioned earlier, SS Gridman, I feel yep. like is a, is a really good example of it. Um, I don't really have a problem with Monster of the Week, but I do feel like sometimes it feels a little uh, outdated, I will say. I, do you mind? No, yeah, go ahead. Um, Monster of the Week, I don't think it's necessarily a negative. Uh, some shows pull it off. Uh, anthologies really pull it off. Mm-hmm. A show I think of is Boogie Pop Phantom, which was from the early 2000s, I believe, late 90s, early 2000s, which was basically an anthology which had an overwhelming arc, but there was like a different monster every week, a different problem they had to overcome. Um, when we have issues, and I think you can agree with me, when we have issues with Monster of the Week, it's when it's filling time. Yeah. Um, Dororo did that. They had Monster of the Week in the middle of it. Now, a, a show that did Monster of the Week very good, very well was uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba at the beginning was very Monster of the Week. And when, when shows do it well, it's when they're building a world that these characters live in. Mm-hmm. So this is what happens. This is the process. This is where we live. This is the things that happen. It's when it's filling time that Monster of the Week seems like you're just like, oh, well, where are we going with this? That's really well said. So, yeah, there are, you know, like filling time especially when it happens consistently yeah because when you have something like a dororo it feels like you are aware that they are just spinning wheels right it definitely feels that way you're like if you take this episode out or you take this arc out it adds nothing it subtracts nothing it's just filler this it's the same as the beach episode or the volleyball episode or the pizza episode or um, what did we have recently? Training arc. Training arc. Yeah, yeah, like these are just fillers to get you. Like there was a training arc in the show we'll talk about next week that um, you're just like, okay, well, what, what do I need this this far into the show now for? See, I unless feel- you're building story, then it's, yeah. you're just filling time. I think the only time it really works is when it is part of the format. And right. that's just, um, you know, the biggest two, I feel like, from a North American perspective is probably uh, Buffy and X-Files. Right. So that yes. was cooked into the show and it added and those episodes, a lot of them stand alone on their own, but then they added to, like you had said, the world building, the mystique of the show. And then usually it would add a little bit to the overall arc. Um, but it, I, when it just, it's just plopped in, it, it, it just feels unnatural. It definitely feels like waste of time. Some of the best episodes of, X-Files, as an example, are Monster of the Week episodes. Oh, yeah, definitely. But with syndication, I get it. you got to fill time. Yeah. They're just really good individual stories. Home? Right. Home is one oh of the best Oh, my God. Ones. It's one of the best science fiction shows ever. Yes. Like, it's amazing. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen Home, the episode of Home, on, it's something that they didn't they took out of syndication because it was too frightening. Right. It's like, yeah, it's in everybody's, I feel like, top five. Yeah, like, if you're not familiar episodes. with it, go listen to, go look up X-Files Home and go watch it. The without only, spoiling it the only bad thing about doing that is if you're like wow this is really cool this is what x-files is about and then you might find uh, something well, like, <laughs> <laughs> i will say there's some amazing episodes in x-files not to get on a whole tangent about it that's but okay yeah it's uh there's a couple core seasons that are really good and i know that's not is. i know it's not anime but x-files is an amazing example of when monster of the week's done well yeah exactly and that's a show with an overarching storyline and also we talk about shows that are called slice of life mm-hmm. which um Slice of Life is is um, uh, Midnight Diner. 
Yeah. It's a slice of life show that could be definitely considered monster of the week. Yeah. It's a problem of the week. It's just, yeah, it's a different problem that they're dealing with. We just use monster of the week because it's a term used in the genre love science fiction and sure, stuff like yeah. that. So it's something that we're familiar with, but it's, yeah, I would say, I feel like we have used it fairly negatively right. in the past, but it's also because I don't think we've run into many examples while we were doing this podcast of it done positively. So I don't, the only one that I, I think is, is commits in the eye, but right. to begin those first five episodes, yeah, were really which is, well done. which is fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great question. Yeah, that was a good question. Thanks again. Uh, we really appreciate all the questions and we want more. So send them to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send your questions to us on Instagram and Twitter or email us at newtalk2019 at gmail.com and we will read them on the air. And real quick, before we get out of here, um, we have a giveaway. We do. A big giveaway. So we're going to do it for the holidays. So next Monday, we're going to do an old Instagram giveaway. Classic. Yes. So give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, it's uh, new. T- what the hell is our Instagram? <laughs> Newtaku New 2019? No. What is our Instagram? I think it's just at Newtaku, right? <laughs> Hold on. I, I think our Instagram is just, I think we got Newtaku, but I think. Yes, it's at Newtaku yes. Cast. Oh, God. New yes. Cast. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. Uh, <laughs> at Newtaku Cast. So go give us a follow over there. Um, and we're going to announce it next week what we're going to do. Yeah. That well, should be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll it'll be change you your pace. Change your pace. Yeah. It'll help us out and then a winner gets some prizes. Yeah, so I'm into it. Yeah. Next week's our mid-fall review. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. We got some stuff to talk about because I'm unhappy. Oh, you're unhappy. I'm a grumpy boy. What's the likelihood you think that you're going to uh, put in your notes that you're like, we're going to fight about it and then not We're not going to fight about it. it. Yeah, and then people are going to be like, this is just, this, this, all this stuff is scripted. They never fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They, do, they well, never argue. Boring. It's boring when they don't argue. You ever listen to a show where they argue constantly? It's that can get a little that terrifying. That is true. Too. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. You got anything else to add? No. This one was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for joining us this week. Once again, please share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast. If you want to be involved in our giveaway, definitely give us a follow on Instagram at NewTakuCast. Next Monday, send us questions and show requests. Our email is NewTaku2019 at gmail.com, and we'll talk about some of them on the air. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Frank. And I have to burp. Okay. So, gambate. Gambate.